Welcome to Your Company Health Podcast, where we highlight the success stories of entrepreneurs and business professionals. With your hosts, Andre Wright, CEO and founder of The Wright Consult, and Anne-Marie Gillio, CEO and founder of Core Matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Your Company Health Podcast, podcast where we highlight the success stories of business owners and professionals. I'm Andre Wright. Uh, your host, owner of the Right Consult Digital Marketing, and uh, this is our first episode in in season two, and I'm excited to talk with our guests today. We have on the show uh, Ted Arielski of Sandler Training. Ted, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So to to get things going, I want I want you to tell our audience uh, about your background. Yeah. So you know, I'm probably uh, much like any other person that found themselves in, in sales. I, I got here by accident. Uh, when I got out of school, this is a while ago, uh, market was pretty rocky and I had a marketing degree and uh, I, it was tough to find a job. Uh, I ended up back at the company I was working for uh, during school, uh, summer and winter breaks. And uh, about six months after I started there, I got my first opportunity in sales. Uh, they literally handed me the keys to uh, a car and told me to go out there and, and bring some sales in. Uh, so that's that's how I got my my uh, career started in sales, uh, and thirty years later, here I am. We're all salespeople, right? And uh, to to really do it effectively, you have to have a level of, of passion, or or uh, you know, it's something you have to love to, to 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 be doing it for even as long as you are you are doing it. So I want to tell your audience: Was there something that inspired you to 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 keep going on even when you after you started? You know, I think it's, uh, well, like you mentioned, we're all in sales. I, to me, there's no better feeling than landing that account, uh, that, that feeling of bringing somebody in, uh, something that is bringing a winning solution to them uh, and bringing a new account in. There's no better feeling than that. And uh, I think the other piece of that, so part of my history and talk uh, just about my beginning, but over the course of 30 years, uh, I started off in the Northeast, uh, met my wife uh, at the turn of the century. And the two of us moved out to Arizona, uh, spent some years out there, North Carolina for a couple of years, and ended up here in Atlanta uh, just about nine years ago. So over the course of time, seven different companies, six different industries, uh, had the opportunity to uh, help people, other salespeople get successful, so led a team. Uh, and that was something uh, as well, just helping newcomers uh, learn about sales, what, what to do, what not to do. So accelerated their performance. Uh, uh, performance hill, if you want to call it that, but led them to help being successful quicker. Uh, and so a lot of this all just played into it. So I think that, yeah, the, the bringing new clients in feels great. I, I still love it. Still get the same thrill I had way back when, uh, just like sales. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always, a uh, a joy to, 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 to bring in that big whale, that, that big account. You know, so I completely, completely understand uh, what you're saying. And uh, I know you, you touched on Arizona. I lived out there for a while, living lived in Scottsdale. Where where you used to live out there? I spent a little time in Scottsdale. We were actually just outside of Tucson. But, uh, yeah, I managed a team in, in Phoenix, spent uh, a lot of time in the Tempe office, Flagstaff, Sholo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six I, years in Arizona. Beautiful state. Definitely. I, I love my, 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 my time in Arizona. And, so, uh, but Ted, I want to tell our audience why why Sandler. What what what's so unique about Sandler? 
That's a great question. So uh, actually, the, the turn of the century, I've already mentioned that. Uh, I'm not sure how much you remember about Y2K. So I was in transportation. That's where I started uh, out in sales and did sales and operations there for, for nearly a decade. And uh, with Y2K coming up, I saw how much money was being invested in technology. And I was not in technology. I was in a completely different industry. I just wasn't making what I thought I should be making. And I, I knew there was money out there to be made. And so technology w- was it for me. Uh, started going to school uh, at night as I was doing my you know, normal Monday through Friday job. Uh, got an education in that. I didn't make the Y2K thing, but I did get into technology. Got my first opportunity uh, in the latter half of 2000. I was a technology company. They were in software licensing. Uh, just by, by luck, uh, they had hired Sandler. So they were doubling the size of their sales team. Uh, I, I spent a year in sales, uh, not a year, a decade in sales. Uh, but Sandler really changed it for me. It changed the way I thought about approaching sales. It really gave me a repeatable process. It, it changed everything that I did in sales and thought about it. Uh, so that was 2000. I've been practicing uh, for 20 years, been in business for five years as, as a trainer. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm still practicing. There's still a lot that I can learn in it. Um, but yeah, that, that's why Sandler, it worked for me. And uh, when I went uh, actually in 2015, uh, I was working for an organization that I thought would benefit from Sandler. So I reached out this, to a friend of mine. He actually was my, my boss at the licensing company, the, the technology company. Reached out to him. He was in Sandler. Wanted to hire him. Uh, that conversation uh, didn't end up with him getting business. It ended up with me uh, buying a Sandler license and starting off my business. So, so. For, for our audience uh, that... They, they, they don't know about uh, Sandler, you know, what exactly it, it's all about. I want to tell us about like, some of the main services that you guys offer. question. Yeah. So first and foremost, uh, I, I'm one of about 275, 280 uh, around the globe. Okay. Uh, and, and we focus specifically in, in sales, sales training, sales management, uh, some other things that we're doing as well that we'll, we'll talk about. But uh, in essence, we're here to help people just simply get better at sales. Um, like, like I mentioned back when I got started, they handed me the keys and told me to go out and, and bring some sales in. And I went and just started winging it, uh, knocking on doors. You know, I read the books. I, I paid attention to what other people were doing. I thought I had good habits. Um, but yeah, I really got my education in 2000 and been learning since then. And so now I'm taking what I've learned and really bringing it to other people for them simply to get better. So, so I'll tell you, if I'm hearing it correctly, so in essence, what, what your company uh, does is that you guys, uh, it's like an outsource sales organization. So uh, like for me as a business owner, I could just come to you and say, Ted, I wanted to take control of my sales. Am I correct? So not exactly that. I, I'm not going to do sales for you. However, you're the person, you do the marketing, you do the bookkeeping, you do the selling as well. Uh, not uncommon. I've got some clients that are very much a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on upwards to clients that are into ten, tens of millions. Uh, but what we do help out is, is really make you more effective in sales. So the, the pains that we commonly hear about, think about the pandemic, right? It's changed businesses in a lot of ways. Um, a year ago, you know, I was knocking on doors, doing some networking. Uh, a lot of my clients were doing the same things face-to-face with clients. Um, now with the pandemic, we had to go remote. Uh, so people struggled with, how do I start new conversations? I, I'm used to networking. I'm used to knocking on doors. I can't do that anymore. How do I do it now? Or um, they're 
they've got to make phone calls. Uh, they've got to get to prospects by picking up the phone and making phone calls. And that's simply not comfortable to them. We help them get a good process. So really setting a goal, uh, making sure that they've got the right attitude, the right mindset around what they've got to do. They figure out what the behaviors are to help them be successful and then have the techniques to do it the right way. So we're not outsourced sales, but we, ha- we make you get better at what you're doing in sales. So that's from uh, the salespeople that are do- they're doing it to either the sales manager, the VP of sales, chief revenue officer, or the business owner who's leading the sales team, manage their salespeople better. So do you go into organizations or, or the employees come to you? Great question. Both. Uh, so this morning, uh, I had a, a morning filled with training. Uh, two different sessions uh, right here on Zoom. Uh, so people are, are piping in and uh, coaching people face-to-face. Although it's on Zoom, it's not face-to-face in a room together. I start up a Zoom meeting and, and people come in every week and there's reinforcement training uh, like that. There are clients who that simply doesn't work for. Uh, they're condensed in time or in budget uh, and will work with only the team within an organization. Uh, it can be ongoing, uh, but it's also boot camp style as well. Right. And I know you, uh, before you, you briefly touch on, on, on the pandemic and the situation that we're in right now. And as we know, this is the greatest pandemic of all time, right? So I, I, want, I want to tell our audience, how has this impacted your uh, client base and also your company? Wow. So probably the same thing that you've recognized uh, a, a year ago, uh, just about a year ago when this started up. I certainly had some clients that went into panic mode, right? Nobody knew what was going to happen, uh, but they got cautious. Uh, stopped spending, stopped investing time, and really focused on just maintaining what they had. Um, and others that just continued on. Uh, so a few months into it, as we saw you know, kind of what the new normal was going to be, uh, some, the ones that did uh, kind of put things on pause started picking up again. Uh, some others really just changed their game. I and mean, they got nimble very quickly. Uh, some clients that uh, it used to be only uh, face-to-face, they did a lot of traveling. They went strictly to Zoom, so selling over Zoom. Uh, so they, they put some great practices into place. Uh, some of the best have done exactly that. They figured out what was available to them, what they needed to do, and then made the changes. Um, as far as me and my business, uh, really, the biggest impact was it was entirely face-to-face. I was 100% in the training center, face-to-face, shaking hands. Uh, that was what training was. And uh, when COVID went into lockdown, when things just shut down, uh, I went strictly to Zoom. So I, I remember it was two days of, of face-to-face training. was uh, at a client in their location. The next day was in my, my office, my training center. Uh, and then COVID erupted. And so we went to remote and it's been like that since this pandemic is going to change the world forever you know it's going to change how you know businesses would, would operate you know and and as you mentioned and, and what you you and your company did effectively is to is to pivot is to, to to move to uh the the, the next uh strategy in serving your your customer well think about it so you mentioned that um networking it, it used to be face to face and we were in a meeting earlier uh this week Mm-hmm. And it, it went remote. So uh, I would imagine many of the clients that you're working with had to change their, their style. Of course. Their, you know, of course. The of course. Yeah. Um, so you have to, if you're not pivoting right now, I mean, obviously it's going to, you may not survive. But, but, but Ted, I, I want you to uh, 
I want you to walk us through uh, your sales training process. Say you you brought me on board, you know, and uh, how just just walk us through, you know, how you would would, would take my employees through the process. So typically, if that conversation is going to start up, Andre, you've each either reached out to me because you felt the need for it, or I've called you, I've made a prospecting phone call, and something in what I said caught your attention. And that's where the conversation is going to start. The first thing I'm going to do is really find out, you know, what's going on. Why would you think that you'd need this to, to begin with? So we, we really get to know what's going on in our prospects' environments. Uh, what are they doing currently? What's working? What's not working? And, and typically, if there's not a gap, and usually it's a gap in performance, they're not recognizing leading indicators, but they're simply not bringing in enough business, or they're really busy bringing in business, but in order to bring that business in, they're giving away discounts, tra- trading dollars for deals. So usually there's, there's that pain that's there that exists. So we really want to find out what's going on and, and why is that happening? Uh, so we're, we're going to find out certainly about what's going on with you. That's really step one. Uh, if there's enough actionable reason for us to work together, um, certainly we're, we're going to find the ways that we can help you out. Uh, and, and that's not always the case. We're not the right fit for, for everybody. Not everybody feels like they need us. Um, so we're going to find those ones that really need us. There's a pain that we can fix, and then we start to work the process. And really, the, the next step to this is we kind of take uh, what I call a, a sales uh, MRI or a sales X-ray. So there's these problems that exist. Um, in most cases, it's because of the people, right? So you, you've got some comfort zones, Andre. There's probably some things that you do in selling that I don't, and vice versa, right? I've got comfort zones that I'm, you know, things I'm comfortable with and things that I'm not. Uh, your style is different than mine. So we get a good understanding of that. So we use a couple of assessments to, to really get some objective measurements of what's going on. So w- with the understanding of what's going on in your environment, in your business, really the pains that exist, and then the individual skills, so the behaviors, the competencies. Um, together, we put together a plan that really brings you a solution that should be actionable. Fantastic, fantastic. So, Taylor, I want you to, uh, and you don't have to call any client name, but I, I want, you to, want you to just give us a specific example of a success story where you, you, know, you, you, you utilize your process to, uh, to great success of an organization. Oh, so, and it's funny you say that because I've, I've got uh, a client that uh, I've asked for referrals and in one way, I'm their secret ingredient. Uh, they're, they're unique in the industry. They're investing in what we do. Uh, and so they see us as their differentiator. Um, so the, the owner of the company doesn't want to introduce me to anybody in his network because <laughs> he doesn't want anybody else to use me. Um, but actually, so there's another one. Um, a lot of companies, uh, just by virtue of, of growing, they start to hire people. Uh, and, and typically, people bring in the people that they like, they trust. They've interviewed them, something in the resume that catches their attention. Uh, they have a good interview. They like their personality. They bring them on board and, and add them to their team. Uh, and, and it's not always the right habit. So they're not using assessments or any objective measurements around whether, that per- whether or not that person can succeed in their industry. Uh, so th- there's one client that I'm thinking of that um, they had these habits, and, and it's not uncommon. Uh, a lot of companies do that the same way. Uh, but they had a few managers that hired, they had a, a, a pretty sizable team. And when we did these assessments, but, well, don't you know that the managers hired, hired people that were just like them? 
So out of a group of about 30 people, um, really there were two outliers. The rest of, of the people, 28 out of those 30, were almost identical in their style. Um, so may not be a problem, but you know, they've got some blind spots. In, in any case, we, we help them get an understanding of really what they've got to do for best practices. They change what they did. Um, you know, they were more successful with the people that they brought in, but built a process uh, by which they can better uh, bring the right people in, have a darn good understanding of people's limitations, uh, their behaviors, their competencies. In short, Andre, they just put a better process around bringing the right people into their environment. And it ended up making them more successful. Fantastic, and uh, and it's obvious the importance of, of 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 your service. And even in my industry, you know, we we'll, I tell people all the time we can work uh, in terms of digital marketing. We can do uh, all we can to send leads, but if you don't have people that are that that, that are able to close them effectively, then uh, I mean you're not going to be successful. But that's where you and your team will will come in to to definitely uh, you know help an organization to to uh, to be that. Uh, that 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 sales engine, so that they could just drive those 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 leads and, and convert. So, uh, Ted, I, I want you. I know as as a business owner and you know organizations, you know we typically would make uh, you know some big mistakes that could you know change or uh, the trajectory of our company. So, I want you to tell our audience, tell us about three uh, missteps uh, that we should avoid in sales. Well, so. A couple of things here. First thing, first and foremost, when it comes to sales, uh, lots of people sell on, on features and benefits. So you got to stop doing that. If it's, you know, we're locally owned, we've been in business for X amount of years, uh, 99% uh, customer satisfaction rating. Uh, that's not a differentiator. So if you're selling that way, uh, stop doing that right now. Um, I think another misstep is, well, so Sandler, we've got the Sandler rules and it's it's simply some some phrases that, that really uh, demonstrate what sales is all about. And there's a couple that ring true to me. Uh, number one is there, there are no bad prospects, only bad salespeople. Another one that's very similar is if your foot hurts, you're probably stepping on your own toe. So they're, they're similar in nature in the respect that uh, when, we don't, when we don't land an opportunity, if I'm going after a prospect and for whatever reason, I, I don't land that opportunity. Uh, I, I've got to take a lesson learned out of that. And, and I can't externalize that problem. So don't externalize the problem. Look in the mirror, figure out what it is that you need to do differently. Because you either said or did something that sh you should not have done, or you missed out on the opportunity to do or say something that, that could have landed the deal. So that's really the first thing is, is take a look at yourself, take a look in the mirror, get a lesson learned out of every loss that you have. And, and I think that's uh, that's one of the things I, I recognize. Yeah, stop selling on features and benefits. Um, so, if I could interject there, so yeah. you, you 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 touched on a, an interesting thing. Uh, so if we're not supposed to sell on features and, and, and benefits, how, what what should we be selling on? So it's a great question. the The bottom line is, so features and benefits. It's simply a logical conversation. We're talking about data points. I'm not going to get anybody to buy anything unless they recognize that they need something. And I'm the only person that can solve the problem that they have. So people buy emotionally. We sometimes make this mistake that people buy intellectually. Um, and that's the problem. So we're, we're trying to sell on features and benefits. We're, we're talking about how great we are. 
people aren't invested unless we can identify the specific challenge that they're dealing with and we can solve that challenge for them. That's when they're emotionally involved. That's when you're actually selling. Mm, interesting, interesting. And then, uh, you know, we, we always say people do business with who they know or they buy from who they like. Talk, talk to us about that. So it's almost as if you were in my training this morning, which you weren't, <laughs> but we're talking about bonding a rapport. And it's, it's so important. There's so many different tools in, in communicating with other people. Uh, but you're talking to one of the rules. Uh, people buy from people that they like, and people like people who are like them. Uh, so one of, the, one of the big things that we've got to do is we've got to, we've, we need to, to break the gaps around communication. There's so many different tools out there, but uh, we've got to make people comfortable with us. Uh, finding a rapport is all about building trust. If somebody does not trust me, if they don't feel like I've got a good understanding of what's going on, they're never going to buy from me. Uh, they may talk to me because they're looking for information, but I may be one of several resources that they're, they're talking to or engaging with. Uh, but yeah, you are absolutely right. People buy from people they like, people like people who are like them. So people like people who are like them, I've got to do a really good job of bonding rapport and making myself as relatable as possible to the other person. Yeah, interesting. That's some solid points, solid points. Uh, Ted, uh, as a business owner, I know the importance of, of uh, even without that pain, to still keep your salespeople sharp, right? I want you to tell our audience uh, why is it critical to not only uh, bring a sales uh, strategist or a, or a sales consultancy firm when you have a problem, but also why it's important to, to have ongoing training? Wow, another really good question, Andre. So we're at a time right now, what's coming up this weekend? We've got the Super Bowl. Right? Tom Brady's going to be out there in the field on Sunday. So he's not going out there without coaching, practicing. It's not going to be the first time he's throwing the pass. The last time he started the past isn't going to be the last game he was in. So think about the top, top athletes, the, the high performers in anything that they do. They're constantly practicing. Uh, the challenge with business owners, uh, people who are leading sales teams, even salespeople themselves, uh, they may not be recognizing some of the challenges that they have. By the time they do recognize it, it may be, I don't want to say too late, but it may be built into their culture and it may take a lot of time, effort, uh, and frankly, either investment of money to fix or missed opportunity. Uh, so if, if they don't have the right practices, the right culture, uh, it does make sense to either bring somebody in and help out with that process or certainly get the right practices themselves. Uh, but just think about the, the high-performing athletes. They, they've got coaches. They've got people who are training with them on a regular basis. Same thing with salespeople. You've got to be practicing constantly. You're, you're perfectly right, because I'm thinking about LeBron James. The guy, the guy spends a million dollars a year <laughs> on training. And, right. you know, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all the time, and, and he's, he's constantly being proactive and, and spending on, on investing uh, on, 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 his, on his, his body. And it's the same thing with sales. You have to be con consistently uh, you know, investing in, in, your, in, your, in your sales team. And that's why it's so critical that, that someone would bring in uh, someone, someone uh, like you. So, Ted, tell us, what is the biggest misconception about sales? Andre, I think the biggest misconception is that there is a, a natural salesperson. Uh, there, there are people who are born to be salespeople. Um, 
that is the case. I mean, there, there are absolutely some people. I've, I've got a somebody I'm thinking about right now. This person just has the personality. This guy does not walk into a room without getting to know everybody. He's just that person that everybody likes immediately. Uh, and, and so there are business owners out there that only look for those people. Uh, I'm thinking about a prospect I, I was speaking to, uh, used one of the assessments that we use, and he only would bring on board uh, specific people. Um, there was basically half of the people he was eliminating. So he's missing out on, on half the opportunities in the population. Actually, even more when, when I came to think about the types of people he was not even considering. Um, so he'd only be looking for a very specific type of personality um, and, and was blowing it uh, by not bringing in people who are absolutely skilled and could be great members of his team. So I think the biggest misconception is those that salespeople are born and those are, there's a person that makes a great type of salesperson and that people can grow and become great salespeople. That's an excellent answer because I've seen where because of uh, training and development, individuals, uh, they, they move from just uh, t- being timid about sales to being rock stars. So I completely yeah. uh, get what you're saying. And that's, that's a fantastic answer. All right. So I want you, Ted, as we're winding down, to paint a picture of your ideal client. So I mentioned earlier, I've got clients, Andre, smaller businesses, and I've got clients that are large, large teams, tens of millions of dollars. That, that ideal client is, is probably somebody right in the middle. Uh, small business owner, uh, a small sales team, a few people. They've probably built a great business. They've got something that's good. They're doing well. Um, but they know that they can be doing better. There's something there that just doesn't feel right. Uh, they're missing out on too many opportunities. Uh, there's inconsistency in sales. There's just something that's bothering them about sales that they know that they can improve upon. Those are the, the people, at a minimum, I want to talk with them. I may not be the solution that they're looking for. I may not have anything that can fix what they're looking for. Uh, but those are the people that we, we have a tendency to help out in, in huge ways. Great, great. That's great. And, and Ted, before we go, if you could tell us one thing in your life that you need to invest more in, what would that be? So the older I get, the, the more that I recognize I find value in investing in myself. So uh, I, I mentioned practicing. This is year six in my business. I'm pra- I've practiced more in the past year, uh, just outside of the, the day-to-day activities that I do. So I'm investing in myself. It's, it's my own practice. And frankly, my health. I'm not getting any younger. Uh, I need to make sure that I'm staying healthy and can be around here for years to come. Fantastic. Fantastic. Ted, it has been wonderful. Uh, and before we go, how can our audience reach you? Thanks, Andre. I appreciate it. Uh, give me a call. Uh, cell phone number is 770-722-4081. Uh, if you're not quite there yet, you want to learn more about what we do, uh, take a look at my website. It's Ascent, A-S-C-E-N-T, dot Sandler, S-A-N-D-L-E-R, dot com. You can find out all kinds of information, some great resources out there as well. Fantastic, fantastic. Ted, uh, thank you so much again, my friend, for uh, stopping by today. Uh, it was a pleasure. I know our audience, they learned a lot today. Uh, so have a wonderful day and uh, until we, we, we talk again. Andre, I really appreciate it. Good to see you. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Please visit our website at yourcompanyhealth.com. Also, you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at Your Company Health. And lastly, subscribe to our YouTube channel for new episodes and highlights. Until next time, stay safe.